Hello everybody and welcome to the second in our series of COVID-19 special episodes. So, how do you keep your head in this mad, mad world? As we enter our second month of COVID-19 lockdown, we wanted to find out how interior designers from around the country are surviving the present storm and looking to thrive into a post-pandemic future. We've interviewed designers running both large and small practices from all over the UK. And frankly, we're delighted with the overwhelmingly positive and inspirational responses we've received. And we're looking forward to sharing them with you. My name is Susie Rumbold. And my name is Jeff Hayward. Welcome to the Interior Design Business. interior designers adapted their business and changed their ways of working during the lockdown. We're going to hear from Henry Prudeau of Henry Prudeau Interior Design, Phoebe Aldry of Smart Style Interiors, Julia Alexander of Julia Alexander Interiors, Amit Malhotra of Aflux Designs, Karen Howes of Taylor House, and Simone Suss of Studio Suss. Here we go. The biggest adaptation we have had to make has been spending more time working at home to help with having less people out and about. We're normally office-based, but about 18 months ago, we set up the facility to work remotely using a cloud for all work files. This is particularly useful as a business owner with a young family, meaning office hours were becoming less regular, and also being able to work from construction sites too. So we were already on a good footing when lockdown came about, but working from home when schools are not up and running means splitting time between family and work all throughout the day. This has been the biggest upheaval. Um, Adapting our business um, has been an intriguing situation because if we remember the week, it was only a month ago, where it was becoming apparent that we were heading towards lockdown, that um, the coronavirus was really going to hit our country and have a massive impact on it that things were adapting and changing very, very quickly. So decisions that we were making on a Monday um, weren't suddenly going to fly by the Tuesday or the Wednesday or the Thursday. There was a moment by the end of that week, which was the best thing we did was take a deep breath and just wait to see what the government directive was Um, and then see how that affected our business. This has basically put all of our projects on pause till about the autumn. I also wanted to be really honest about that because sometimes there's a little bit of um, FOMO going on between businesses where a lot of businesses are saying we're super busy, it hasn't affected us whatsoever and other people are sitting there on furlough panicking that they did something wrong. No one did anything wrong, this is just the nature of the situation. Um, So Once we were back home, we realized that we needed to try and figure out a way that we could um, survive through lockdown um, financially as a business. Luckily, the government stuff came in. We did look into the ones that we were being entitled to and did get on our paperwork and fill those out. Um, So next up on our list was looking at how we could um, grow an online onto our business. We didn't just want to leap into building something that was purely to cover us during the COVID-19 crisis that would then become a rod for our back. What we wanted to do was grow something that would be part of our services moving forward beyond this. Because I'm very aware with interior design is that we can be a feast or famine industry. 
um, if you get if we get something like 10 jobs all come in at the same time we can't actually handle 10 jobs all at the same time so people have to go on a waiting list um, but you know that means that we can't always necessarily make up financially the time which we have which is quiet so the best thing we can do is create some online services that creates what's known as the industry as passive income we decided very early on that we would play the long game it wasn't about what we could do immediately in the moment it was about how we could make our business survive to get through to the other side so that then we could grow it into something bigger better and stronger my starting point was to make sure that existing clients were remotely supported and i've stayed sane by focusing on more of the behind the scenes aspects of my business i've been keeping connected on social media and having zoom meetings to discuss ideas with colleagues and Instagram lives to connect with clients. I've also used this time to speak with magazines about featuring my projects using existing professional photo photography. Obviously, we all have had to move to our to our homes in the lockdown period, and we have been working remotely, um, providing a design service to our clients. While the construction side has temporarily shut down for the safety of our workers and of course uh, the neighbours uh, who are in, in the properties next to us. Our priority during this period was to make it feel as much as possible as business as normal, even though the circumstances can appear to make it feel the opposite. We have conducted countless video conferences, we've sent samples via suppliers who are also working remotely and we've been able to so far work effectively. So at Taylor House we've adapted really well to the lockdown. Uh, I must say we've all discovered working from home remotely, safely, working on Zoom to make sure we stay in touch with clients uh, and colleagues has been amazing for us. It's made us realise that uh, we can all work more remotely. Uh, we're very fortunate that we've got some long-term projects that are carrying on. We've won some new business along the way, which has uh, been amazing. Um, and so it is very much uh, business as usual at Taylor House. We've had to change where we get some of our products from. Um, so, for example, we were supposed to be taking delivery of some beautiful recycled glass tiles that we'd specified, uh, but they were coming from China in February. And so that didn't happen. And so that's just one example of there have been quite a few times where we've had to change the thing that we had ordered and just swap it for a, a more local viable alternative that could get delivered to site when it was needed. Another adaptation for me personally is um, trying to run the company whilst homeschooling three children, um, which has been challenging to say the least. Next, we find out about the positives that designers can take from the current situation. In these clips, Karen and Julia are followed by Louise Bramhill from the Glasgow practice Louise Bramhill Interiors. And after Henry and Simone, we're really pleased to have additional thoughts from Caroline Polk of Ashton House Design in Devon, Phoebe Aldry and May Falsey of MF Design Studio. I think we are working in a much calmer, considered way, which for designers is a good thing, not so reactionary. I'd like to see that continue afterwards. 
Um, and I think just, uh, yes, this whole joining together as one community rather than everybody in their own little corner, not sharing uh, and not communicating. I love the fact that we're doing something like this, for example. Um, and so I think there will be some really good uh, positives and, and learnings to take away from everything. One of the wonderful positives that I've taken from this time is the power of the interiors community coming together, even people who've never met before. I came across a designer, Francesca Rowan Plowden, who set up the charity Design Havens for Heroes, and she's arranging makeovers for key workers after lockdown and pairing designers with key workers across the country and also finding brands to be involved and donate furniture and homewares. And getting involved in this charity is keeping me busy and inspired. We found that the market is still quite buoyant. Um, I suspect that with many more people at home, either furloughed or working from home, they are finding that they could do with refreshing their interiors or decide to press on with projects that maybe were on hold. So we remain um, quite optimistic for the future. The biggest positive has been spending more time with immediate family, sadly not those further afield but also realising how a drastic change in one's situation can be the spur to changing your daily routine for the better. We're now all exercising more, understanding when to give each other space, ticking off a few things on the never-ending to-do list, but also seeing how we can still maintain a level of professionalism and way of working, some of which we'll definitely use in the future. I look forward to a Zoom site meeting to avoid travelling all over town, which will be a time saver and help reduce our carbon footprint. I've just completed a, um, a certificate in sustainability management and, um, and I think that hopefully one of the positives that will come out of this situation is that people will realise that the current way of living is, is unsustainable for planet Earth um, and we need to slow down, travel less, um, and make changes to protect the world that we live in. Um, I think we are the first generation to experience the effects of global warming and probably the last generation to be able to do anything about it. So I think if there was ever a time for a call to action for people to galvanise and really get their ideas together for how we're going to change things so that we can still live on planet earth and global warming doesn't become the kind of doomsday scenario that it's on the path of becoming then i think now is really the time for like-minded people and companies and governments um, to be able to really pull themselves together and do things to help mitigate the risk of climate change um, I think it's been incredibly encouraging to see companies that normally compete with each other work together and collaborate um, to create ventilators that are needed for the frontline staff and to see lots of people volunteering, um, volunteering their time, really appreciating the NHS, which I think a lot of people have taken for granted in the past. But, you know, the fact that they are the heroes that are getting us through this crisis and they're finally being recognised for the hard work that they put in, I think is incredibly inspiring. Another positive that I'm really learning to appreciate 
um, is good health and the freedoms that we have um, because it's really scary and just being able to appreciate being healthy but also just slowing down and just being able to appreciate life, appreciate the fact that the sun's been shining quite a lot while we've been in lockdown. So we've been able to be outside. We've been able to go out for an hour a day, go on bike rides. The roads have been really quiet. So it's quite fun bike riding when there's no cars on the road, um, which is something that probably without this, we wouldn't have, you know, my, my children would have never experienced. What positives have we taken out of this experience so far? Well, we all have time. It's our new commodity. So actively engage with prospective clients. There will be projects that you're waiting to hear on. So do some extra work to engage further. Maybe some speculative schemes that can be presented online. All to convey your enthusiasm and hopefully win the work. Housekeeping. There will be time to get processes, systems and practical things in order. Um... Having the ability to slow down and um, take stock of where your business is, is really good. Um, it's a great time also that all those things where you've gone, oh, when I've got time or if I've got time, I'll do this, which you never have time because you're actually bogged down doing you know, the day-to-day -day work. It's, this is the time to address it. We've looked at, um, I've had a lot of time of going back over the last two years thinking what's been working for me, what's been working financially for the company, um, what have we enjoyed doing um, and therefore beginning to look at how we mould going forward um, so that you know, it's, a, it's just a better, stronger company um, when we come out the other side of it. As you know, the interior design business is a very collaborative and social industry and maintaining the social aspect of the job was fundamental to everyone in the studio. We all had to be creative about getting social and we have come up with the digital coffee time idea where all the team members catch up online over a coffee. I have to say it's my favourite and I really look forward to it every single day. We all chat about random things like what items are missing from the supermarket or what colour to paint the shed. Um, and it definitely enabled all of us to know more about each other. It enabled me to know more about the team and um, their families as well. I managed to see every single member of their family, which is a great way to connect, don't you think? One other massive positive is saving time on the commute. I used to catch the train and it used to take me about one and a half hour each way to get to and from site meetings or meetings um, with my clients in London. And saving up that time has helped me and given me a lot more time to play with. And it enabled me to sign up for a course that I have been meaning to do for such a long time. And I didn't really manage because of the lack of time. I think you'll agree there were some fantastic business tips in amongst that lot, some real gems. So finally, we asked our designers about the advice they would give to other interior designers and interior design businesses today. Here is what they had to say. I think the most important thing, if you, if you haven't done it already, is to check the cash flow. At the end of the day, we are all 
running your own business, or you might be self-employed, or you might be a sole trader. So it's very important to check cash flow, check where the money's going in, uh, if possible, and also check where the money's going out. Uh, and I think given this crisis, it's important to stretch it over a two, three, four month time span, because obviously this epidemic isn't going to completely go away just over the summertime. So it's important to manage, to check how you can manage your costs. Uh, as, a, as a team, we have actually all agreed on our side to reduce our income voluntarily, at least with the savings that we would have made on going out, commuting, you know, that, that kind of lifestyle that we would have had in the non-COVID era. Uh, again, if you're looking to get extra funds or loans, there's always information on the government website. So I think it's very important if to either seek advice or to read up about it because at the end of the day, cash, cash is king and the survival of the business is, is, is important. Secondly, it's very important to build routines, not just as a company with you no know, scheduled group calls and meeting, meetings with clients, but also as an individual. I personally make sure I get up early. I think I'm getting up even earlier than I did pre-COVID. Um, you know, I take my time to, to do some exercise, to make a healthy breakfast, to even fit in some form of meditation. Because in, in my opinion, it's so important that we, we have to look after our minds as well as our body, as this is going to be key to get through all of this and to, and to you know, remain effective at work. This is definitely a tough time for everyone and for small businesses in particular. My advice would be to try and look for the positive since we all have more time on our hands. This is a good opportunity to review your marketing plan, be more active on social media or update your website. I'm sure we all have those lovely pictures of some great projects that we've been working on. We've been meaning to update on our website for ages. It is also a great opportunity to sign up for a new course or learn something that would enhance your profile um, as a designer. You could also look into your processes and think of what can be improved and whether there's a more efficient way to achieve the same results. Any investment we do during these tough times will certainly be very rewarding when life goes back to normal. Keep communicating with your suppliers about their own ability to manufacture and distribute. The picture changes daily and you need to be on it. Don't be in a hurry to commit funds to firms who are currently inoperative. Likewise, keep communicating with your clients. Any news of whatever nature will be welcome. So the advice I'd give to other interior design businesses to help them get through the crisis is really to stay calm. I have a t-shirt that I wear when I'm feeling quite overwhelmed that says, keep calm and Karen on. Uh, and I think a sense of humor helps, um, but really to, to be tenacious, to just really never give up. There are still opportunities out there. Um, I think it's, you know, getting in touch with uh, clients that you've had good relationships with before, just, just keeping in touch. Um, sending them little funny messages. Uh, you know, we've got a few clients who've come back in the last few weeks because they're spending a lot of time in their home, realising that it might be looking a little tired. We're doing some freshening up and planning for them when we come out of lockdown and out of all of this. So I think, like everything in life, communication is key. I found getting on the phone to follow up with every lead or prospect um, that we have. Um, we found that they've been able to backfill projects that maybe fell away immediately after the crisis began. Um, I also spent a lot of time about six months ago updating all of our social media 
um, and updating it with new projects and made sure that our branding looks strong, um, you know, with lots of um, new images of projects that we've completed. Um, during the crisis, I have had two new clients approach me from different sources. Um, one new client came through LinkedIn um, and normally he works abroad, but was stuck in the UK due to flight restrictions. So um, he came through and, con and contacted me through LinkedIn. Um, and the other the other client came through Howes, um, which again, I'd recently updated with lots of new visuals, um, which is certainly not a normal source of uh, new business for us. Um, the majority of our new business comes through referrals or maybe features in magazines. Um, so my key advice would probably be to invest in your marketing um, with some good, strong professional photos and um, to have some strong branding out there on, on social media platforms. Because obviously a lot of people have time um, who are searching on the internet. Advice for other interior designers. Um, I think it's important to know that this will pass as hard as things are at the moment. And I know that they are very, very hard for a lot of people and a lot of interior designers that I know have had to furlough staff and possibly furlough themselves. Um, it's important to contextualise this. This will be a couple of months, possibly a year in our, in our lives, hopefully not more. Um, but let's use this time wisely. Don't don't try and control what you can't control. Realise what you can control, which is how you act um, and how you spend your time. So try and use the time as positively as possible, whether it means that you take yourself off to write a book or re-strategise or think about what your unique selling point will be moving forward. Um, I think now is the time to really think about what's important to you what's important to your brand, what's important to your company, what kind of future do you want, um, and put things in place so that when things come out of lockdown, when business starts again, when the projects start rolling in again, what, are you, what is going to be your unique point? How have you changed during this time? How are you going to be creating the future of the interior design business that you want? Um, I think if you are able to afford yourself an hour a day to take some time out, um, switch your phone off, whether it's for an exercise class or a bike ride or just some cooking or some something else, just something that kind of takes you away that you really enjoy doing. Because I definitely think that we will all define our lives as pre-COVID-19 and then post-COVID-19, the world is going to be very, very different. Um, whether it's the interior design industry, you know, I think the fashion industry is going to be very different. The tourism industry is going to be very different. Food and beverage, leisure, all of these industries have been massively, massively affected. And so the world is going to be very different. And so take the time to look after yourself, um, look after your loved ones, but take the time and enjoy, enjoy the time. Don't resent that extra time, but really try and use it to your advantage so that you can take it, um, you can try and think about what you want the future to be like, what you want your future to be like, how you want to impact the world, your company, your clients, other people, the suppliers you want to work with, who you want to collaborate with. 
if it's things that you want to design, if there's products that you want to make, how would you go about doing those things? But take that time to research and develop um, and innovate, really, because I think that while things are quiet, um, it's a really good time to innovate. So just don't waste that time that we've all got at the moment. Um, Try and use it as wisely as you can. So you could look back at that lockdown period and say, you know what, that was the time where I changed X, Y, Z and look where I am today. I think routine really helps um, if there is any way of incorporating a routine into your family life or whoever you're living with. Um, But just knowing that you're going to be doing something at some point in the day. So for me, I'm finding that um, after a day of trying to work and manage my team and manage the homeschooling um, at about 5.30, I will disappear off to my room and try and do a yoga class just because I need it um, because it's all a bit chaotic at the moment. And so just to kind of have those bedrocks of times in the day when you know you're going to be doing certain things, I think is really important for your own mental health. The biggest thing I would say is try and stay positive. Whilst that's easier said than done, nothing good will come from worrying. We're all in a similar boat, so clients should understand that things might happen differently or a bit slower than usual. I would also recommend staying active and not just physically. This means continuing your social media posts, continuing providing your service to others as good as you could do. In other words, stay visible and don't disappear. And finally, if you can have a tidy up of your workspace, all the clutter as designers that we collect and your digital files too. This will help you clear your mind for when things return to whatever normal we next have. Sometimes you may not be able to do anything immediately today to make you know money for your company. But what you want to do is make sure that you're building a brand that is strong and robust when it comes out the other side. Um, the, uh, I found a fantastic Winston Churchill quote, which is, A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. There is always opportunity um, in a time of change. Um, I always think the World War II was a fantastic time for women to learn that they could do an awful lot. Um, I'm sure that is the same here. Um, Within interior design, a lot of people have said to me, oh, this is great for you because people come out their homes hating it. Um, But obviously, if they come out their homes without a job, they're not going to do much about it. Um, For other interior design businesses, I think take care of yourself. Um, Know that this is a bit of a time of grief. It is scary. Um, But if you're trying every day to get up and be 100% um, on it, doing blah, 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 you could easily burn yourself out and not have the ability to run the long race. Thanks to everyone who has contributed their pearls of wisdom and their positivity. It's hard to maintain any sort of perspective at the moment with such an uncertain future looming over us all. But my hope is that we will all look back in years to come and be able to say, well, as things turned out, the COVID-19 lockdown was my turning point. I totally agree with that, Susie. You can find the Interior Design Business on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on-demand services everywhere. We're on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram and Facebook at Interior Design Business Pod. This episode of the Interior Design Business is a Wildwood production.